Access granted. Hello world and welcome to We Live on a Planet. I am your host, Patrick. Thank you for joining me for episode 451. Wow, 451. It is Monday, December 14th, 2020. Current temperatures in central New York right now are 34 degrees Fahrenheit. Feels like 34. Highs are going to be about 37 degrees Fahrenheit. Winds are out of the east, southeast at one mile per hour. Looks like no snow in the forecast until at least Sunday. And then it's only 30% chance snow. I'll take it. December 14th and we only have had dustings. Dustings. That's it. We have a good show for you. We'll jump into our quote, learn all kinds of stuff and things, and then just chat. I'm awful glad you're here. Stick around. We'll be right back. And welcome back. Why we rewound, I have no idea. Let's jump into our quote. Before we jump into our quote, I don't know if you heard my last episode where I had to say goodbye to my co-host. My co-host got the boot from the upstairs offices. <laughs> it was it was really fun. It was a great learning experience. And I enjoyed it. It helped with my stage fright. I realized that what happens to me, even though this is episode 440, or excuse me, yeah, 451, I still get myself terrible stage fright. And uh, I was watching a TikTok video the other day, and it was an old, old Elvis thing. And it was showing Elvis right before he got on stage, and he would get terrible stage fright. And you're thinking, why Elvis? What a performer. And it was because he always really thought about the show, how the show was going to go. And then he thought about his audience and how it could be a new audience the first time them seeing him. And I do that with We Live on a Planet. You know, I have my regulars that come on over, which I appreciate it. But there's this could be your first time hearing the show. So I'm always trying to be like on my game. And there's other famous people that suffer from uh, stage fright. And I was really surprised, you know, like Adele, Ozzy Osbourne, Katy Perry, Rihanna, Rod Stewart, Barbara Streisand. That's just a small list. And um, it's kind of, you know, it's natural, but it can be crippling. You know, I start getting, I'll like, procrastinate I need to do the show and I want to get it and then I'm like all right one more cup of coffee or right now I hate to say it one more cigarette if you follow the show you know that I unfortunately picked that terrible habit back up after months and months and months and months smoke free and uh that's something that's been tough with me I've, I've been off alcohol now for over five years and then I've quit smoking for at least a year and a half before, for you know. And then once you decide to have one cigarette, even after you've quit, if you've decided to have one cigarette, you've basically committed to smoking again because it's that much of a an addictive substance. All right, let's jump to our topic, or not topic, our quote. 
You are not defined by your mental illness. Author, that is unknown, but I can say for experience that for years I would tell people, well, I wouldn't tell anybody because I was ashamed, but if I had to tell somebody, I would say, I'm bipolar, instead of saying, I have bipolar. And that's a big difference. Just that word of, I'm I'm bipolar. So I'm like labeling myself, as opposed to saying, I have bipolar. You know, a chemical imbalance. And it's strange, mental illness still, even though a lot of stars and other people come out and talk about it and trying to break the stigma of it it's still so misunderstood it really is you know people can understand a diabetic not creating enough insulin but when it comes to like bipolar which i have it's hard for people to understand that my brain is not producing the same amount of dopamine as your brain and hence my mental disorder and it can make it tough when you're having that chemical imbalance one of the reasons why I see a therapist and a doctor so I'm trying to so instead of being ashamed of what you've been through be proud of what you have overcome that's what Dr. Phil says and I've often been ashamed of so many things but now I'm, I'm pretty proud of what I've made it through in my life I've made it through well, I'm still here and I'm 50. And there's been plenty of times that I didn't know if I would be, you know. It's been a rocky road these past 25 years or so, at least, give or take. But I'm doing it. And uh, coming out and talking to you helps. And like I said, thank you for allowing me to have a guest co-host and test the waters I think I I think I was kind of in a mania I was like just real manic and going let me try something let me do something with the show anything I want to do and I didn't prepare you listeners I didn't say hey I'm gonna test out a, a co-host I just dove right in with a co-host and it probably took some of you by surprise where you were like hey wait a minute I'm used to having just you as a one-man show you got a one-man show again so we're back to a one-man show but it has sparked so much and I had so much fun having a co-host and spending that time with my wife that we decided to to venture off and to create a new podcast of our own starting in the new year so that will be fun and we'll be able to do what we were doing conversing and it will be a lot of fun. Stick around. We'll be right back. And welcome back. Thank you. So if if you're screaming at me right now of going, Patrick, you, you need to stop smoking. I do. Anyways, I, I got to stop smoking, first of all, because it's unhealthy. But second of all, holy, my, if my bird feeder, my birds love it. Not my birds. Your birds, too. They're everybody's birds. I don't know why I'm calling them my birds, but the birds that have decided to come to the bird feeder that I put up, 
And it's like a professional looking bird feeder like you'd see in a park. It's nice looking. Those, man, once they take one seed though, it depends on the type of seed you're using. The seed will, a lot of it will start falling out onto the ground. So the squirrels are loving it. They're not trying to climb the pole. They haven't tried to at all because there's seed. So it depends on the type of seed you use. But uh, yeah, I got to stop smoking just to keep up with my bird seed habit because my birds are, you know, once you start feeding them, you want to continue to be there for them. At least I do. I want to, I don't know, I, I just enjoy watching them and it's pretty neat. I saw we have a woodpecker that's out in the back and he likes the bird feeder too. And when we head on over to the fact site, we'll find out why why woodpeckers peck Ooh, um what what else was i going to tell you about oh just random stuff my wife kimberly she changed our kitchen totally around it's been a certain way for a certain time and it looks nice we have now like a little coffee nook near the fridge so when you need to get your creamer out or anything like that you've got got that so that's awesome and uh she changes man she can change things around really quickly i remember way back in the day like uh, i don't know how many years ago um she would just i'd i'd go to work and i'd come home from work and the walls would be one color and i'd come back from work and they'd be a totally different color with everything hung back up right where it was and it's like whoa, whoa wait a minute how did you do that already how did you oh my god but yeah oh what's that oh i know what that is that's the bill's mafia train yeah baby all right enough with the bill's mafia train <laughs> the bills that was Easy. Yeah, 26 to 15 last night they beat the Steelers. And I was a little nervous about that game because the Steelers were 11 and 1. They had just lost their first game and so now they fell to 11 and 2. The Bills are now 10 and 3. 10 and 3. I'm so excited for the Bills. I've always enjoyed watching the Buffalo Bills. If you're listening outside of America, the Buffalo Bills is an NFL team. I know you're not living under a rock, so you know what the NFL is, but uh, just wanted to clarify that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> they play the Broncos next. The Broncos currently are sitting at 5-8. and eight. That's a Saturday game, December 19th at 4 30 and it's a game i won't be able to watch because it's on the nfl network and i don't get that and then the buffalo bills have a another monday night football game with the patriots on december 28th and currently the patriots are six and seven we still got a couple games to go so who knows what their standing will be yeah so congratulations to the buffalo bills i'm so excited and they have a good team it's fun to watch them not lose all the time i mean they won monday night the other night and it's the first monday night football game they i told you the other day in 20 
years, 21 years. That's a long time. And it's so weird. I Right here in central New York where I live, there's so many Buffalo Bills haters. And I'm like, why do you hate a team that's three and a half hours away in western New York? I could see if it was a team that is a constantly winning team. And you're like, I just can't stand watching them they, because they always win. It's like, no, that's not Buffalo. Buffalo has struggled for years and years and years and years and years. And the Buffalo Bills have some of the best fans, some of the drunkest fans, but some of the best diehard loyal fans because I've stuck with them. It's the only team I've ever liked, and they've let me down lots of times. One of my jokes at one time was, I think at my funeral, I want the pallbearers to be the Buffalo Bills because I want them to be the last thing to let me down because they've done it before. All right, yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'll give myself canned laughter. We'll be right back. And that was easy. Come on back. Thank you for coming back. We are over at the facts site, and I was talking earlier about woodpeckers and how we have a woodpecker in our back our yard that's going to the bird feeder and woodpeckers like any other birds have unique traits i mean because each one of the birds that i see go on the feeder they're each they're so different and the pecking behavior for woodpecker is definitely one of the unique wonders that they do have you ever wondered why they do it you know how they're just seems like they're just banging their head up against a tree performing self-mutilation <laughs> no that's not what they're doing their pecking behavior is based more on logical reasons in fact that behavior is crucial for their lifestyle woodpeckers peck wood to find their food like any other creatures on this planet woodpeckers have their own unique way of finding food for instance bald eagles come to water surface come to the water surface and dip their feet into the water to catch fish. However, woodpeckers have a different strategy. When they see larvae, ants, or any other insects within, the, within a wood, they start to peck in order to get to them. Interesting, interestingly, once they create an opening on the bark of a tree, they utilize their amazingly long tongue to catch those insects. You know what else bird has a really long tongue is a... Um, hummingbird and yeah okay i'm off topic <laughs> woodpeckers communicate by pecking as well unlike many other bird birds woodpeckers are non-vocal birds i did not know that so they don't make any noise that means you won't meet a woodpecker that sings instead of tweeting they drum the tree to make a tapping sound interestingly that sound helps them to scare off possible predators and rivals in addition, that sound helps them to attract mates. I did not know that woodpeckers... So how come Woody Woodpecker, the cartoon, he made that? He made a... Yeah, okay. <laughs> Pecking... <laughs> I entertain myself. Pecking allows woodpeckers to build their nests. Most birds collect the twigs and grass to structure their future home, but not the woodpecker. In other words, woodpeckers rely on the car their carving ability. By pecking into the wood, they make holes into the tree to structure their future nests. Fun fact, 
if a woodpecker makes multiple small holes in a wooden structure, that means they are more likely foraging for food in that area. But if you see one working on a larger hole, that is an indication of their nesting effort. Um, woodpeckers peck because they can. <laughs> there are not many birds that are able to peck as woodpeckers do. Contrary to most birds, woodpeckers have a strong neck and beak which enable them to peck the wood continuously without harming themselves. They are capable, capable of pecking 10,000 times a day. Dang. Their strong necks have a natural sh shock absorber which helps them balance the vibration in order to avoid concussions. Woodpeckers mark their territory by pecking. Every animal and every human likes to mark their territory, which is true. Every state I go to, every state I visit, I have to pee outside. I just have to. <laughs> it's something uh, Neanderthalic in me. I want to mark my territory, so any state I go to. <laughs> uh, we, we humans usually make a barrier around our property with fencing. Dogs urinate in places to show other dogs who's the boss in that area. So maybe, like I say, when I go to these areas, I just, that Neanderthal thing, I want to be like, I'm the boss. <laughs> and or uh, it appears that woodpeckers also have their own way of showing authority in a territory. Woodpeckers drum against wood loudly to let other birds know that they are present in that territory. Their pecking harms trees and damages residential and industrial structures. But they do it anyways. Hey, they're woodpeckers. They got to do what they got to do. Although woodpeckers do not peck wood to cause damage to natural or to natural or structures, they utilize this unfavorable trait as a survival tactic, meaning they don't ruin wood intentionally. They do it just to guarantee their well-being. Yeah. That's pretty good. I think that was enough about woodpeckers and just kind of neat to know that they don't sing. I had no clue about that. That was from the fact site, and I encourage you to head on over to the fact site and um, get a wrinkle on your brain or two. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Little late. <laughs> we'll be right back. Just like that, we are back. See, once I start talking to you, that stage fright that I have goes away. It's only like right at the beginning before I start coming out to do the show. I just start, it is, I already have such anxiety as it is. Uh, and then I'm like, why do I put myself through it? But like I said, afterwards, this personal journal slash variety show thing that I'm doing, it helps me. It helps me therapeutically and it helps me in so many ways. And, uh, before we head on over to the History Channel's website, I just wanted to give a shout out to my mama love. Thank you, mama, if you're listening for the goodies that you sent out to us. And she sent out a little goodie package and inside was uh, some homemade thumbprint cookies that I can remember eating when I was a little boy. And they tasted just as good to me now as they did when I was a little kid. Not to mention all the cookies my wife made 
And then our friend Lisa brought over a bunch of cookies the other day that were a variety of goodness. So that was delicious. It is cookie season, that's for sure. I don't mind that. All right, let's head on over to the History Channel's website, see if we can learn something. On this day in 1977, Saturday Night Fever premieres in L.A. Saturday in 23-year-old John Travolta. He was 23. Remember, there was a little cameo of Sylvester Stallone in that. And uh, a little fun fact um, about that is Sylvester Stallone directed Staying Alive, which was part two of Saturday Night Fever. Yeah, and I can remember watching that movie and the Bee Gees were just on fire back in the 70s anyways. And it's funny because the Bee Gees were an older band even before the 70s and they kind of, the disco and Saturday Night Fever got them back really into uh, into uh, people's eyes again. All right. Invention and in Science 1900, the birth of quantum theory. The birth of quantum theory. That I'm not even going to open up because that is like trying to explain string theory and all that. That's just very deep, 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 deep. Head on over to the History Channel's website if you want to open up and learn about the birth of quantum theory. In U.S. Presidents, 1799. Our first president, George Washington, dies. He was 67 years old. He was born in 1732. Uh, here's a sad one in crime. 2012. Wow, it was that long, long ago. Rest in peace. Sandy Hook school shooting on December 14th, 2020 at Sandy Hook Elementary School in Newton, Connecticut. Yeah. Just a shame. 21st graders and six school employees were killed before he turned the gun on himself. Don't even need to say his name. Invention in science. I wished I could read off all the names of the 20. That's what I would do instead of definitely read the name of the guy who did it. Invention in science. 1909 Indy Brickyard is completed. On December 14th, 1909, workers placed the last of the 3.2 million 10-pound bricks that paved the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Wow. 3.2 million 10-pound bricks. Hmm. 1911, Robert Edmondson becomes the first explorer to reach the South Pole. Um, 1863, President Lincoln pardons his sister-in-law, his sister-in-law. Hmm. What else do we have? I think that's good. I kind of just really skimmed the fat on that one, didn't I? <laughs> I kind of cheesed out on, on that, uh, that one, so... I apologize for that. <laughs> we'll be right back. And welcome back. I can't wait. You've heard me talk quite a bit about aqua 
spa, float, center, and wellness, or aqua spa, float, and wellness center, uh, or wellness boutique, excuse me, <laughs> right here in Oswego, New York, and I can't wait, I have a float coming up, because a member, being a member, you get one float a month, and uh, my float will be coming up, and I can't wait to go visit again, and I bet I, the other day I wanted to go down and get my oxygen bar on since I don't go to bars anymore and I'm sober. To me, uh, Aqua, Aqua Spa has got the best bar in town now, so I can't wait to do that float. Um, so I always leave it open to you, my listeners, where I always encourage you to leave a phone call. If you're using Anchor, I always tell you how to do it. You know how to do it if you're using Anchor. If you're not using Anchor, you can head on over to my website, push that little phone icon, and then I can take a phone call from you. And uh, we got a phone call from a friend, and I want to play it through my voicemail. So the the, the audio quality isn't the, the greatest, but you can still make out what was, what was said. So um, if for some reason you found the audio quality terrible and it wasn't something good, please let me know that as well because when I just right during the break I did a test run to see how it was going to play through the Rodecaster Pro and it seemed to play it okay um, there's a little bit of background noise and stuff but you're going to get the gist of the call so here we are line one I'm not sure if it's appropriate for me to address both Patrick and Kimberly, but I'm just going to do it since I've been listening to the most recent podcast. It's Sarah, and I've finally gotten around to listening, and I know that I don't get to jump on often, but I just wanted to leave a little love for you both and tell you how much I've enjoyed your soothing voices in my ears as I do work this Sunday morning. I love you both. Keep doing the dang thing. Mwah, mwah. Dr. Sarah, out. <laughs> Our friend, Dr. Sarah. Thank you, Sarah, so much. I appreciate the encouragement. You know, I got um some love, too, from my buddy Cybershots, and he said to me, no, you you did not jump the shark with We Live on a Planet because I was wondering, did we jump the shark? Did I jump the shark with adding a co-host? And uh, thank you, Sarah. Thank you for your time. I know you're so busy with your new practice um, and opening it up. And for you to take time and put us in your ear holes, I appreciate that. And uh, I get that from Radio Mylar. He says, put me in your ear holes. And I appreciate it so much. You can do what Sarah just did, too, by heading on over to my website, WLOAP.com. Push that little phone icon. It's going to ring five times before it goes to voicemail. It's just the way it is set up. I can't change that. Leave a voicemail, and we'll play it on the air. That would be great. So, yeah, I think... That will wrap up the show. I appreciate your time. As always, the most valuable gift that you could ever give me is your time. Also, thank you for allowing me to experiment with a co-host. It was an awful 
a lot of fun for me to have a co-host. I really enjoyed it. Like I said, it sparked something in my wife and I that we are creating our own podcast, which we're going to be debuting in the beginning of the new year. It's going to be a totally different thing than We Live on a Planet. We Live on a Planet is something I created three years ago on my own, and it's evolved and changed. And this will be something that we're creating together that can evolve and change and grow and do however we want, as opposed to me having a show and then bringing a co-host in. And like I said, it was comfortable. It, it fit nice. It was like a new pair of shoes. They looked good. And uh, they just weren't broken in yet. And I think when we have our own show, we'll be able to put on those new com- or new shoes and break them in together. And that's what we plan on doing. So thanks again for your time. Thanks for the calls. Thanks for the encouragement. As always, I just appreciate it so much. If you could, tell a friend about We Live on a Planet. That's one of the best ways. Word of mouth. Also, if you're enjoying it a lot, a review on Apple iTunes does go, or on Apple, uh, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, however, goes a long way for the analytics if you leave a nice little review and a five-star. I would appreciate that. All right, my friends, thanks so much for your time, and I will talk to you again real soon. Peace. Oh, and as always, Do your best to stay curious and not judgmental today. Thanks.